welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. This is uh, this is your host Butch Gum. I'm here with John. Uh, John obviously lost the championship. How you feeling, bud? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a terribly tough one to get over with the way uh, championship finals uh, weekend started. I had a little uh, little burst of faith. Christmas night. Yeah, yeah. I had a little burst of faith. Um, when Miles Gaskin put up some decent numbers on uh, Saturday night, but um, once Sunday ensued and players on my team started scoring points or scoring their lack of, and literally every single player on your cousin's team put up a mega points, I knew it was over from then on out. So, but hey, this is what happens when um, you have shitty trades done in the league. You get back-to-back champs. Possible going for a three-peat next year. Yeah, and I think the thing that sucks is, uh, you know, like there was, there was the, uh, there was the possibility of him getting knocked out of the playoffs. Like Lucroy's win against me, you know, it was like the first good week of Lamar Jackson. Um, and if had I pulled out in the first round, I would have smoked my cousin in the second round which would have kept him out of the playoffs. And then I don't know what my team did last week because, um, like, I didn't I didn't set a lineup and um, I didn't have uh, – it, it didn't keep track of my points because I wasn't playing anything. Um, you know, but I'm sure it would have been a much closer game for me and you. And, you know, the Alvin Kamara six-touchdown thing would not have mattered. And, um, you know, he could have sat there and got 228 points in the, uh, the third place game, but instead we have the, you know, the back-to-back champ, Joe, you took second place and Lucroy is third place. Um, your money will be on its way probably tomorrow. Um, if I get around to it, kids are begging me to go play in the snow, so. That's right. You just got a lot of snow up there, didn't you? Yeah, we got we got it with like six inches of heavy wet shit too. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it, it when I was watching it the other night. I thought it, it looked like it was just like dust, you know, like just you know powder. Yeah. And then, um, and then I woke up yesterday morning to head out to work, and I fired up the uh, fired up the uh, the snowblower. And I pushed it out of the garage, and I hit the first level of snow, and it just died. It, it didn't die. It just wouldn't move. It couldn't push through it. That's the worst. So I had to sit and, like, chop the snow with the shovel, you know, and, and like, it took forever. So At that point, you might as well just try to shovel. No, I, I jacked up my elbow um, the other day, so I'm kind of one-armed right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. How's your elbow feeling? It's all right. It's getting a little bit better. It's still stiff. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, run through water with it sometimes. That's pretty weird. But, yeah. So it, it feels like, it feels kind of like there's, like, scar tissue or something built up in there, even though it's just, like, fluid or something. I don't know. Anyways, so your money will be on its way tomorrow, um, probably. If, you know, if not, it'll, it'll be coming. Don't bug me. I'll get to it. Um, but now the draft order is as follows. We already talked about the, uh, we already talked about the top six picks. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna linger there. 
Um, but the back six is in uh, with the seventh seventh overall pick, uh, Roberto. The eighth overall pick, myself. The ninth overall pick is uh, Kuhn. The tenth overall pick is Lucroy. The eleventh overall pick is John Lope, and the twelfth overall pick is J.K. Cash. If you traded away your draft picks, obviously somebody else will hold those positions, but that's where the positions will stand, nonetheless. So, with that, I think um, we can move on, and I guess we'll talk. We can talk a little bit about the uh, the future, what we're going to be doing here. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of rookie stuff, you know. A lot of rookie, a lot of prospects, a lot of stock up, stock down. You know, like like who are, who are we high on? Who are we low on? Um, stuff like that. You know, and then um, and then we're gonna get into uh, like mock draft stuff where, you know, like the first week we'll take the number one overall pick and the number two overall picks, which is the Jags and the Jets. Then we're going to look at like what are those team needs and then which way, you know, which way we kind of see them going um, in the first round, um, you know, using using a variety of big boards and stuff like that. Um, maybe talk about some prospects that we've watched film on that we think are pretty pretty awesome and then uh and then when it gets closer to the rookie draft we'll we'll you know we'll do we're gonna do uh you know rookie rookie mock drafts um you know like five round maybe five round you know 12 12 pick where we think everybody's gonna kind of go and we think that could that could be kind of fun so um you know i don't know if you yeah, I was going to say before um, we put a uh, fork in the 2020 season of uh, our fantasy football league, I know uh, I kind of want to hit on one other thing. I mean, I think we both can agree that our uh, overachiever for the season would be uh, Robert's team. Um, with no questions asked. He definitely overachieved by a lot, a lot sooner than we thought he would. Uh, but my would be who, what team underperformed the most, uh, would you say? Hulk smash. Yeah. Brando. Have, what would be the team? Brando's, that pick? Brand, Brando's is hard because like he lost Michael Thomas, although Michael Thomas isn't anywhere near as good of a wide receiver as his stats from the year before showed. Um, and with, with Drew Brees leaving, well, I mean, most likely leaving. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to have the value that he did. So, should have made that move when he had the chance. But um, and then um, you know, but he still he still had a really good team. You know, Keenan Allen was blowing up. He's got some. He had some rough, you know, rough goes at the running back position. Like, um, I know he's got um. Uh, I know he's got like uh, uh, guy Kenyon Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. He's also got um, yeah, he's just, he's got a lot of question marks at the running back position. Antonio Gibson got hurt. Um, he picked up Henry Ruggs in the first round of the draft. That was his, that was the first wide receiver off the board actually in our draft, which was crazy because um. Actually, I'm I'm not sure that's 100 percent accurate. I think it is. I think he took that as the number one wide receiver because, well, because the Raiders took that was the first wide receiver taken in the draft. That was his reasoning, um, and that just like that's a rough pick, man. Hey, you never know. I mean, it takes a little while for some wide receivers to develop. Um, in yeah, the but he's just this. I mean, he's just the speed guy. He's got like, and then Derek Carr doesn't throw deep down the field. Usually, um, he's not a deep ball thrower, so it's like it's 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 kind of it was kind of a crazy pick. Now, hey, who knows? You know, Derek Carr might not be in might not be in uh, uh, Vegas anymore. Maybe Mariota takes over. I know when he took over the other night after that groin injury, he looked the dude looked like he could ball. Like uh, Mariota looked like he was he definitely. 
chip on his shoulder. Definitely was playing with For a chip. Sure. Um, and then he, uh, you know, so maybe, I don't know who, maybe, maybe he comes in and maybe he chucks it deep to, to rugs more. Yeah. I mean, you never know, but this year, um, I think, man, I guess Brando, um, Hulk smash, you know, I don't, I don't know that he really lost any, but Brando also had Dak Prescott who was on a record setting year, uh, pace. So had he had all his horses, I'm sure. He probably would have been, um, competing, you know, definitely. top five team for sure. Um, but like with Hulk Smash, Raheem Mostert being hurt all year, Miles Sanders, giant question mark. Ben, ben Roethlisberger doesn't, you know, he's got a noodle arm now. <laughs> um, Ezekiel Elliott not playing good football. Chase Claypool fell off the second half of the season. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Um, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. You know, he's got Jordan Howard, Matt Burita, Gus Edwards. Like, Gus Edwards has been fine, but, like, this this is, you know, he's got he's got guys that played good in flashes, um, which helped him, you know, helped him get close to the playoffs. But, he, you know, the injury bug again and, and then players not playing up to what we thought they were going to be. You know, Zeke was a top five, top five pick everywhere. And, and I mean, without Dak, he doesn't look like, he doesn't look like the same guy. Tony Pollard sometimes looks like the better running back on the field, which is ridiculous. Um, but, hey, they also had a lot of offensive line troubles. So, you know, if they get that fixed up next year and they got Dak back next year, hopefully, then... Um, you know, Dallas, all Dallas options should be, should be great. And then hopefully like somebody like my, Michael Gallup leaves Dallas and then, uh, and, and then it'll give a little more clarity to their wide receiver core and, um, you know, we'll have, uh, we'll have a little bit more now, you know, so, so stuff like that. So I think, um, I think overall, I think Brando underperformed. Because I think Brando's got the better pieces. Um, Hulk Smash has got he's got a good starting lineup if they're all healthy and can play. But when they they're not healthy, he didn't he didn't have any depth. I think Brando's got a little more depth. So it seems like uh, Hulk didn't have the manager capabilities of putting in the right player during the right time. So. Yeah, that'll get you. That's what knocked me out of the playoffs. If I would have just fucking played MVS, I would have made it. I would <laughs> MVS instead of Corey Davis, which I don't know who honestly makes that. Who, who would have made that decision? <laughs> I should have known too. Like you know, because Corey Davis, I don't remember who they were playing against. I was thinking about this last week where they played against the Packers, and I know he got a goose egg, um, but. I shouldn't. He had a bad matchup, I think. No, he had a great. They had a great matchup. I take that back. He had a great matchup, and he got like two points. Um, and uh, you know, MVS. That was the Detroit game. He blew up by like eighteen points. It would have put me over the top. So, but it is what it is. You know, I can't. I'm not gonna sit and linger on it. It was it was a stressful week, you know. It came down to Monday night football. It came down to the wire. I think if I'm gonna lose, though, I'd much rather it be like, you know, like you, the first game of the week, <laughs> dude puts up six touchdowns, and you're like, oh, well, that's it. That's it. I mean, maybe there, maybe I have a chance, but that's probably that's probably it. Yeah, you know? no. Well, like, I, I mean, I have seen. I've seen pictures of teams that lost with Kamara this week. Um, it was close, but they lost, you know, because the other guy had, like, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. Like, he had that kind of a stack rolling, and it was like, okay, Alvin Kamara is nice, but, you know, these guys put up 40 points apiece. Yeah, I couldn't have imagined if it came down to like some type of Monday night or Sunday night football and then Alvin Kamara just kept scoring fucking touchdown after touchdown. I probably I probably would have broke the TV at that point. Uh so it's better well, off. Well, dude, I was 
I yeah, like I was. I think I was up by point six points when uh, when Lamar Jackson went to go take a shit against the Browns, and it was like, is he out for the rest of the game? Like, did I did I pull it out like by point <laughs> six points? Like, are you like hell? And then he comes out, and it's like, all right, man. The 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 like it was for the Browns. <laughs> the Brown the Browns defense has been playing super good. You know they they're they've been playing with their with their hair on fire. They're they're hunting the quarterback like it's just it's Lamar. Who cares? Go out and hunt him same way you hunt the Trace McSorley. It's fourth down. Get the ball out of his hands and let's go. Let, let's go run the clock out and finish this game. And the first play he throws that bomb to Mark Marquise Brown and it's just like. Fuck. <laughs> Just uh, god damn it. You know, so anyways, um, you know, it, it, but it, next year should be interesting cuz I think there there's a lot of teams that didn't make the playoffs that are good that are good teams, maybe some bad management or maybe some fluky, you know. Injuries injuries to me are always flukes unless unless a player gets injured every year like Julio at this point, you know. Um but um, next year, I mean, it, it should be a dead heat right to the end. Hopefully, everybody sticks around. Um, I put up a poll in our ch- league chat. It's a very important poll. Um, is who's coming back next year? If you're gonna play, click I'll play. If you want out, click the other option, and we'll see if we can't find a replacement for you. Um, it sucks, but we hope we hope to finally we've had turnover every single year. So to have a year where we can finally hold on to everybody would be nice. Although, you know, if, if my cousin goes if if my cousin pulls out back to back to back champs, you know, next year, um I can I can see why people would be wanting to leave next year, so um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we can have some turnover. So stop with the, the shit uh, trades in, in the winning, in the winning columns. Um, you know, I j- not that like, not that I can hate on him. It's just if, you know, if the same guy wins every year and, and, and also like, look, whether the trades are fair or not, people don't like the trades. And I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just people don't like him. So you don't like the trades. And then the guy keeps winning championships off these trades that you don't think are fair. People, you know, I I mean, people have said, like, why the fuck am I going to stick around? Well, maybe next year will get better. But if it doesn't, why am I going to stick around? So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can keep this thing intact for a little while. I think so, we can. I think everyone's seen enough bad trades happen uh, that uh, people are really going to start paying attention to the trading moving forward. Yeah, I hope so at least. Because I, yeah, I hope uh, so I, too, man. I like my team. Yeah, I, li- I like my team too. I would hate to hate to. Uh, I mean, you know, like if an, if enough players left, I don't know how we would find enough replacements. I don't want. I don't want to deal with that. Um, and like to start this thing over or something would be not fun because I love my team. Um, no, there's room for improvement, but it's, it's. I mean, it's a good team. So, anyways, um, I think yep. we can uh, put a fork in it. We can, we can put a fork in this season. It's done. It's over. We're not talking about it no more. Um. We're going to move on to rookies and uh, dynasty strategy. But for now, we're going to just move on to NFL football, week 17, NFL playoffs. Um, You know, maybe we can make our Super Bowl picks next week, you know, after the week 17 games are over. Or if you want to do it now, we can do it now. Uh, you know, I don't care. I mean, it's up to you. I think we but, all know who our Super Bowl picks are going to be anyway. It's going to be a little biased. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think I don't think it's biased. I think on the NFC side, there's one team that's hotter than everybody else. Well, that's an obvious, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Because I don't give a shit about the New Orleans Camaras. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. definitely, yeah. But on the AFC side, I, I can make an argument for like four different teams to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think um, I think my teams that can make it to the Super Bowl would lie in the hands of it being the Titans. I mean, who looked terrible, but I mean, they were playing the Packers. So they've had a lot of off games this year. Right. The other team would be um, the Bills and obviously the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I think I look, say what you want. I probably shouldn't start, shouldn't start with this pick because, um, if I start with this pick, then it's going to avoid everything else. I probably say, but Cleveland, the way, the way they play football, the Cleveland could make it to the championship if they can keep, cause they have the running backs to keep a Kansas City offense off the field. If they're if they're off because when when Cleveland's offense plays really well, they're unstoppable. Now they could shit the bed and be out, you know, in the first round. Or they can play well. Right. But when they when they when when Cleveland is clicking, um they're pretty much unstoppable, man, you know. So they could they could they could have the horses to keep an opposing offense off the field. Now their defense, not that good, but if they're doing 10, 12, 10, 12 minute drives with their running backs, um, their defense would be rested enough to hopefully make a few stops and make it at least make it interesting. now I don't know if they'll make it to the end. Who knows? I'm just saying they could do it. Um, and then I think Buffalo, Buffalo is my favorite because um, I mean, they're just playing so damn good right now. Their defense is getting better. Their offense is freaking out of this world right now. Um, and Kansas City has been playing too close to the sun, man. Eventually, they're going to get burned. You keep having all these close, close games. I don't know if it's because they're bored. I don't know what the deal is. But, like, if you like, you ask any betting man, you know, that, that, that bets, Kansas City has not covered in six straight weeks. They have not covered the spread. Um, so they, they're playing way too close to these teams. And eventually they're going to find a team that's not playing around and is going to put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, but now, just because they don't cover the spread, is that Vegas asking too much of Kansas City's offense and defense on the field? No, I think I think I think Kansas City. I mean, I don't know. You've watched the games. I've seen. Why, yeah, I've why seen. are they Why are they winning Why are they winning seventeen fourteen against the Falcons? Like, you know, you explain to me. Like, there's I, a lot of a lot of game. I don't know why. I don't know if they're just testing out different things on their offense, but some of the plays that they try to run on offense just doesn't make sense at that time. Uh, that's no knock to Andy Reid at all. I mean, he's an excellent head coach. I would have loved for him to come to Green Bay at some point. Obviously, that's not going to happen because uh, we got one of the best head coaches out there right now. Coach? Exactly. Um, but this is before before the fact that uh, McCarthy left and uh, Matt Lafleur came in. But um, I don't know what is with their offensive play calling. Like it just doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. I don't know if they're just trying to force the ball so much, or if they're just seeing what their offense could literally do uh, in these stressful situations. I mean, if it's down to something like that, it'd be something nothing less than amazing. But uh, we all know that their defense uh, sometimes isn't up to par. They've been playing uh, right. decently lately, but the offense just hasn't. Oh, hasn't been the same. Now, maybe Miami, when they picked off Mahomes three times and they slowed that offense down just a little bit uh, at times, maybe they exposed something in Andy Reid's playbook that um, that we haven't seen yet on a way to stop Patrick Mahomes in that high-powered offense. Well, yeah. So then you just look at a team like Buffalo, who and you know they're playing they're playing better defense. But they have the offense to keep up with Kansas City. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, Cole Beasley, I guess he got injured in the last game, so we'll have to see about him. But, uh, you know, they're playing out of this world right now. 
and they have an offense that can keep up with Kansas City, and their 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 defense is better than Kansas City's defense. So I'm just saying, you know, I think I, I look. I don't. I don't think Buffalo gives a damn about who they play in the playoffs. They're like, bring anybody on, let's go. Um, you know, Baltimore could. Uh, you know, Baltimore could be another team that gives Kansas City fits. But I just think with Lamar Jackson, when he gets when he gets pressured, um, we I don't think we've seen it. I mean, that Browns game, he was under a lot of pressure, and he came out, you know, on fire. So, But there's something about this Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson thing where, like, Pat Mahomes is always in the spotlight and Lamar Jackson is always in the shadows. It just it hasn't worked out for them in their matchups. All right. So, so I, don't think they could, I don't think they could beat Kansas City. Pittsburgh, I would have said when they were eleven and zero, but then they then they lost three straight. And now I know they learned how to play football again in the second half last week. But now they're going to rest a lot of their starters for this game when they just learned how to play football again. And um, you know they're playing against Cleveland. If they lose the Cleveland, they're playing. Um, let's see. I I heard I'd heard that if they lost the Cleveland, that they would play Cleveland again in the first round of the playoffs. But I don't, it doesn't look like that's actually accurate because um, the seven seed would go play the two seed, which would be Buffalo. But um, I'm sure there's a way it can happen. Um, but I just don't believe in Pittsburgh, man. Like with their injuries, with their injuries on defense and the way their offense doesn't run the football, like, okay, so they they ran the football a little better last game. Whoop-dee-doo, show me that you can do it a little more. Because they've had games where they, you know, they got a little over 100 yards rushing and they were okay. But, um, and that was collectively among their three running backs because no guy can seem to take over the backfield. And But I don't, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see Pittsburgh being that big of a threat. Like, no. If if you stop the run and you dare Ben to throw it deep, and if you're blocking everything short, is he going to do it? I don't know. I don't think so. You know what the, Pittsburgh's team reminds me of right now, and they're going to be a one and done in the playoffs. I'd be highly surprised if um, they're able to win a playoff game. Um, they remind me of that Green Bay Packers offense. Uh, what was it? I want to say three years ago against twenty sixteen. Um, San Diego, the Chargers, or well, now the, the oh. when they were completely shitting on the Chargers the first half, and then also in the second half, our offense couldn't do anything. Uh, they oppressed every single wide receiver and basically said, okay, get open, run your route, and they forced Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, um, and he couldn't couldn't get the ball to any of his receivers at all. Now, Sounds it looks like, like a classic Mike McCarthy system. That's what's happening, I think, with Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, or at least that's what it looks well, and like. And they have, and they have a bad case of the drops. I mean, Deontay Johnson drops the ball like every other play. It feels like Juju's dropping the ball. Um, I don't think that you know, I, I, they're just, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh is a paper dragon. Um, Tennessee is a scary team. Man, every team in the AFC, I think, has, has a legit shot, except for Miami. Now, Miami, if they put Fitzmagic in a quarterback, Miami's got a shot because that defense is for real, and Fitzmagic is no fear. He'll thread the needle every time or try to thread the needle every time. Um, and, you know, Devontae Parker is a much better wide receiver when Fitzmagic is on the field, so if – I know they won't probably because they're going to play Tua, but um, if they decided like, hey, it's the playoffs, we got to have our best players on the field. Damn the future! Like we got to go win a Super Bowl. I I could see them putting in Fitz Magic, um, and and riding you know riding the heat because he he has not had a bad game this year. And even when he's come in after two has gotten benched, Fitzpatrick has looked great. So I don't know what what his deal is this year, but he needs to keep it up. 
because I love I love watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play football. Yeah, no, he's definitely interesting to watch. And uh, going over Miami's uh, clinching scenarios, obviously all they can do is clinch a playoff berth uh, Sunday. Yes, they win. Yeah, they play, and they got a tough matchup. They're playing Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo right now is playing for nothing, right? We're just playing for yeah, the seeding. Well, they're, they're, they're playing to keep the second seed. Yeah. If Pittsburgh If Pittsburgh wins and Buffalo loses, Pittsburgh gets the second seed. If Buffalo wins and Pittsburgh loses, um, Buffalo would obviously keep the second seed. Pittsburgh would play, keep the third seed. If they both lose, Buffalo is still the second seed, and Pittsburgh is still the third seed. Yeah, Pittsburgh has already said they don't care about winning this game. They've like legit come out and said it. Let the Browns do whatever they're going to do. And Sean McDermott has shown in years past to you know put his players in his starters in for like a drive to make sure they still got their mojo and then pull them and then play, play, you know, play their backups the rest of the game to get their guys rest. Um, I don't know when Buffalo's bye week was, I imagine it's a while ago, but Pittsburgh for sure. Cause their bye week was like week four. They're resting their dudes. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, Miami, so, you know, it, 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 Miami or Buffalo is if they're playing all backups and they don't care. Miami's playing for the playoff lives, so I mean, you gotta imagine they're gonna give it everything they got. Now that does mean that they play a little tighter; they don't let it loose as much. Um, and so maybe you know, maybe they still lose that way, but um, you know, yeah, Miami's—they're uh, in with a win, um, so they control their own destiny. It seems. I guess they're sitting what at the seventh seed right now. I'm not looking at the seed. They're in the fifth. The, they're the projected fifth to be the fifth. So they win the with a win they're in, or a Baltimore loss, a Cleveland loss, or an Indianapolis loss, and then obviously comes into factor a bunch of ties or shit that could happen. But I'm not going to name all that shit off because that's a waste of time. But in um, with a win, Baltimore loss, a Cleveland loss, or an Indianapolis loss. So um, they could either control their own destiny and win on Sunday at Buffalo, or uh, leave it up to uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, or Indianapolis losing. Yeah. So it would be so interesting, man. I think Indy can be like an 11. I think Indy's an 11 win team if they win this week. Yep. And they could not make the playoffs. Yeah, no, it looks like. Um... And then we have in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, in the NFC, we have a team that is going to be seven and nine making the playoffs. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Indianapolis needs some help looking at it now. I mean, they could still, it's funny because they either could not make the playoffs clinch playoff berth, or even win the AFC South division title Uh, for the title. They obviously need a win and a Tennessee loss or tie uh, or obviously an Indianapolis tie and a Tennessee loss Um, for playoff berth. It's still, they need obviously they need to win or tie, and they need a lot of other teams to lose or tie. Uh, at that point, I mean, if they do tie, then they need all those teams: Baltimore, Cleveland, Miami to lose. So they need some help to get in. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that we could have three AFC North teams in the playoffs. Oh, that's that whole playoff. The only the only division in football with three teams in the playoffs, and one of them being the Brownies. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks for the other teams. I mean, there's a lot of what? There's four, five, ten, and five teams in the AFC right now. I think. Let's see the standings really quick. <clears throat> Standings, all right. So AFC, we have one, two, three, four, five, five, ten and five teams in the AFC. And there's a good chance that what two of them, two of them may miss. No, one of them, one of them, one of them may miss the playoffs. 
So, yeah, this week is going to be pretty exciting. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of watching NFL Red Zone, so I see everything that happens all uh, simultaneously. Um, so it's going to be exciting to watch for me. What time do the Packers play this weekend? Um, I believe it's a 3.30 game. It's a 3.30, yeah, all right. So I'll be able to watch all the 1 o'clock games and – then I'll have to split it up at that point. Are they nationally? T- they're not nationally televised um, this week, are they? No, they are. It's a three. It's a three thirty. America's. Oh yeah. Just I'll give my give my phone and double check on that. But I'm pretty sure they play three thirty on Fox, which is you know America's game of the week. Um, which would be uh, nationally, usually nationally televised. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. Yep, three twenty-five on Fox. It's America's game of the week. I mean, because it's the Packers are. First of all, it's Packers Bears, so oldest rivalry in fo- rivalry in football. That's the way it goes. Second of all, it is the Packers are playing for the one seed, but the Bears are playing to get a shot in the playoffs. So, um. That you know, it's it's the huge implications in that game. I think it should have been Sunday night football, but you know, whatever. No, I'd rather not be Sunday night football. I hate staying up so goddamn late to watch a fucking game. So I just did. I just did a simulator, uh, a a playoff simulator, where I had the Dolphins beating the Bills, the Jets beating the Pats, um, the Ravens losing to the Bengals. The Browns beating the Steelers, the Cowboys beating the Giants, uh, the Vikings beating the Lions, the Falcons beating the Buccaneers, Tennessee Titans beating Houston, um, Jacksonville beating the Colts because it just Indy likes to collapse. So I know that's a little bit of a crazy pick. That's a long shot, but they beat them once this year. So um, the Raiders at Bronco or the Raiders beating the Broncos. Chargers beating the Chiefs, Packers beating Bears, Saints beating Panthers, um, Cardinals beating Rams because the Rams are out, Jared Goff, and they're out like, they're out of, you know, they got like no running backs left. Um, All they got is their defense, and Arizona is playing, I mean, they're both playing for their, um, their playoff lives. Cooper Cup just but, uh, went, on, went on the reserve and list. Cooper Cup is on injured or COVID. Yeah, exactly. Then I had San Francisco beating um, Seattle just because <laughs> fuck Seattle. And then I had the Eagles beating Washington um, because we don't really know what's going on there. If it's going to be Heineke or if it's going to be Alex Smith, they just got rid of uh, Dwayne Haskins because he's a bum, but. We don't need to talk about that. So what that, but anyways, what that did was, it had um, Kansas City is still the first seed on the AFC side. Baltimore is the seventh seed, going to Buffalo, the second seed. Cleveland would play at um, at Pittsburgh in the first round, and Miami would pl- still play at Tennessee. And then on the NFC side, it moved the Los Angeles Rams to the seventh seed, going to New Orleans. Um, Arizona became the sixth seed, you know, knocking the Bears out of the playoffs. And uh, they would go to Seattle, which they already beat them once in Seattle this year. And then, um, and then fifth seed, Tampa, at the fourth seed, Dallas Cowboys. Wow. It's hard to hear that the Dallas Cowboys would be the fourth seed. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Like I'm just Oh man. I man, if there is if there was a way um for like okay, let's say um let's say LA loses, let's say all the home teams win. And then in the second round of the playoffs, you got Mike McCarthy coming back to Lambo. To oh man, <laughs> just uh, the storylines that would be written. Yeah, no, I. That's not something I honestly want to see. I know we would probably easily dominate that game, but um, there's always that for some reason chance 
old coach coming back fires up the players somehow, and then all of a sudden our players forget how to play. I don't know. It just seems like uh, something I'd rather not happen anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers would probably throw like 19 touchdowns. <laughs> and then he would, and then he would, he would wink at McCarthy every time. <laughs> it would, but, it would definitely be one for the ages. But I don't think uh, I see uh, Dallas sneaking out of the first round. Yeah, although, well, McCarthy having 14 years experience at Lambo, he could get his team ready, maybe get ready for that cold. Who knows? But. It's funny though, because they've they've had some good wins recently, and all of a sudden you're not hearing anything about how Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to coach. Yeah, that kind of all uh, got very quiet there for a little while. You stopped hearing about the whole oh, does Mike McCarthy stay around? And then Jerry came out and said, "Of course, this is uh, he uh, is not a one and done coach here in uh, Dallas." So um, that all kind of right. got swept under the rug. Exactly. Uh, anyways. And I think it's going to be a very, uh, very interesting playoff run. Um, we will be here to talk about it every step of the way. Um, I, I don't want, I don't really want to sit and, um, you know, like preview every game because there's, you know, there's only a few games. I think it would be more fun to after, you know, after Wild Card Weekend is over, like. Because I don't watch every football game, but I do watch every playoff game. Um, and I'm sure you're going to watch probably every playoff game or close to it. Um, and sit and talk about, like, what happened and, and just talk about the games. Just, you know, shoot the shit about football. And then as soon as the Super Bowl is over, um, we're going to dive headfirst into uh you know, rookies and all that kind of, all that kind of nonsense. So we're not really doing any fantasy talk here until, uh, um, until the playoffs are over. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. Um, you know, but right now I think we're all ready for a little bit of a breather from fantasy football and just enjoy some good, good old fashioned playoff, uh, NFL playoff football because, you know, I can't, I honestly can't believe we're here. Yeah, this year has been a uh, weird and crazy one, and I'm surprised uh, how fast it went. Uh, it's kind of upsetting that we're already coming to the end of the football season. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, at least, uh, at least 2020 will be over. Now, I know that, you know, there's not going to be some magical, uh, magical dust in the air tomorrow or something that's going to make COVID go away, but, uh, if it could go away as soon as possible in 2021 and we could have ourselves a normal year, that would be, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, I want to look at it like that. Cause it's 2021 and then 2022 and then 2023. So 2020 continues for the next like nine years. Okay. The 2020s <laughs> continues for the next better part of a decade, but, um, I just, dude, everybody wants normalcy back in their life. Yeah, man. Nobody, want, nobody wants COVID to be the norm. So I just, you know, it kind of, it sucks watching all these football games with no fans in the stands. Uh, it's just not the same. I mean, obviously I know they pump in that fake noise, but it, being a player, it's got to be like so awkward just playing without like yeah, hearing at least a little bit of cheer. They only they only uh, they only uh, pump in the fake noise for the TV. They don't do it in the stadiums. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That's why it's got to be awkward that you could just literally hear every player talking constantly. When if you're playing on the field, yeah, obviously. Right. Well, I I just want to take a quick moment. Um, special shout out, congratulations to uh, Mr. Devonte Adams. I'm finally getting uh, the respect he deserves and getting in the. 99 club on uh, on Madden um, should have been the first one to do it this year. Can't believe the Andre Hopkins got it just because of a stupid Hail Mary catch. But hey, you know, people always want to shit on Green Bay. It is what it is. That's uh, that's definitely part of the norm um, that we've seen in years past. And uh, the way this year started, everyone was really like, you know, 
um, or at least Packer fans and Packer players are all Devonte Adams was top two wide receiver and he's not two. And not two. Exactly. So everyone, we everyone already knew that he was, or at least in a Packer fans' eyes and players uh, that are part of the Packers uh, organization and even players outside the Packers organization noticed Devonte Adams. So it's about time that he got started getting some national attention. He's got to keep it going now at this point. Um, yeah, dude, he's, uh, he, dude, Devontae Adams is, first of all, he's ridiculous. He's, what he has done this year has only been done twice in NFL history by Chris Carter and by Randy Moss. Um, and that is, you know, getting, um, you know, he's, he's right now, let's see, let me look up his stats real fast. 100 plus receptions um, and what, like uh, 15 plus touchdowns or something like that? 17 plus touchdowns. Um, well, that's what he has. Um, but, like, okay, so this year he's got 109 receptions, 1,328 yards, 17 touchdowns. That has only been done twice in NFL history, like I said, Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Now, to break. The uh, the to break the rack, the 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 Packers all time receiving season record, he needs two catches, he needs uh, two touchdowns, and and then I think he needs like 198 yards. Um, and he's only played, he, he's missed basically three games. So it says 13 games played. He actually played like 12 and a quarter. Um, And all those other players did it in a full 16-game season. So, like, let's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then having Aaron Rodgers compare it, like Aaron Rodgers came out the other day and said um, that I've said for a long, long time that the best football player – the best player I've ever played with um, was Charles Woodson, which, I mean, Charles Woodson, I mean, it might be like one of the greatest corner slash safeties of all time. Like, you know, definitely top five in NFL history. I mean, I don't know who would argue that. Um, but then to say Devontae, it's 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 time for Devontae Adams to be in that conversation for the best player he's ever played with, including Charles Woodson. I mean that is that is high high praise. Um, and you know much better than a, a certain wide receiver in the South that you know just catches like eight slant routes a game, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, watching some highlights from Devontae, he could be double teamed and still get 10 yards of being wide open. Uh, Simply amazing his footwork coming off the line and his explosiveness into a route. Um, He had a touchdown against the – he had three touchdowns against the Titans, but one of them, he was double covered in the end zone, and just with his footwork – he shook them both off, and then he was just standing there, and he literally, it looked like he looked left to right, like there's no defenders around, and then Raj is just like, oh, here you go, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, amazing. It's just ridiculous. He's definitely going to break. He could break those records. The only one that he might come up a little short on is that yardage one. yardage. Yeah, 198 yards might be a little bit too much for him to overcome, but. I wouldn't be surprised if, because uh, Rodgers is well away, like, so I was listening to the Pat McAfee show and Rogers was the one that called out all the stats that he needs to break the record. Rogers is well aware of what Devonte Adams needs to get that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try against the bears to, to make it happen. I know he'll, he'll, I, I know he'll get the, the receptions cause he's going to have more than two receptions on Sunday. Good chance he has two touchdowns on Sunday, um, but can they can they get him? Can they design him some plays to get him the ball and get some yards? It would be so badass, dude. 
Do you think uh, I thought he was going to do it? I thought he was going to do it two years ago, and he wasn't even as close as he is now. You think uh, we're going to get one of those Packer Bear games where it's a complete blowout, or you think there's going to be some fight in the Bears this weekend? I think it's going to be a blowout. I know yeah. Mitch Trubisky has had that team playing better, and it, but like, dude, the way the Packers defense is playing, like, okay, over the past twenty-four games, Ryan Tannehill has better stats than Pat Mahomes. I don't think I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback overall than Pat Mahomes. But Ryan Tannehill's got way better stats than Pat Mahomes over the last twenty-four games, ever since he got in Tennessee. So that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty insane. And we just we made. Ren Tannehill looks silly last week. I don't care how much confidence Mitch Trubisky thinks he's playing with. They're, the Packers are the Bears' kryptonite. Like, I mean, Jay Cutler would have great, great stretches, and then he'd play the Packers and throw three picks. Um, favorite favorite Bears quarterback of all time for me. Smoking um, Jay. I miss that guy. Smoking Jay Cuddy. But, uh... So, I don't know. I think, like, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2015, um, the Packers versus <clears throat> the Packers versus Bears game. I think it was at it was at Soldier Field. Um, and it was it was, you know, it was uh, it's a Thursday night game, I think, maybe Monday night. It was a night game. And I just remember all the talk all week is these two juggernaut teams. They're both playing well, this, that and the other. Rodgers threw six touchdowns in the first half, and it was like, yeah, real real juggernauts over there. Um, this this kind of has that feel to it. I, I think the Packers are tired of are, are tired of letting their opponents sneak in the back door and try to uh, try to pull the upset. And it, I mean, you saw it last week against Tennessee. You know, in the third quarter, they, they made it close for a minute, and then um, normally what the Packers do is. The, continue to suck from that point on <laughs> um like they did against carolina you know they got up 21-3 and it was like how does this team not score 45 points today and then they, they scored like three more points the whole rest of the game it was like what oh, it was 21-3 before half like what happened you know so and, but that's been a talking point over and over and over again like every week it seems to go that way last week didn't happen I think they got tired of that, and I think they did what they had to do to put them away. And I think this week they want the number one seed. They want the Saints to have to come to Frozen Lambeau. They want the Seattle Seahawks to have to come to Lambeau. They want Tampa Bay to come to Lambeau. They want whoever they are playing to come to the Frozen Tundra. And they are going to make sure that they – punk the bears in the process i'm you know it just sucks man i'm so butthurt about it that this we could possibly have home field advantage we could possibly have an nfc championship game in lambo and not have like any fucking fans in a stadium that pisses me off so much they they said there could there could be more fans for the playoffs, the fans they've been doing has been family, um as preparation to yeah, but it has been in preparation to see if they have the uh, the um, facility, the the ability to work with it to make it to make it work. Whatever whatever the verbiage was, you know, to make sure that they can handle it. You know, it's still. But then you have like you have like in out. Cleveland, Cleveland. They'll have like fifteen thousand people at the game. Like, why can't we do that? We got a big enough stadium. Just spread them out. Like, let you know. But uh, I think I think for the playoffs they'll make. I I just I don't know. They said early on like we are not going to have any fans. Period. This season, and then all of a sudden like it was Saturday and the game was Sunday and that was later on and it was like yeah by the way uh, we're gonna have like five hundred fans in the stadium, and then all of a sudden it grew a little bit. You know at first it was one side of the field, and then all of a sudden last week it was both sides of the field had had fans. So. I think they're ramp slowly ramping up and making sure they have the protocols in place to deal with it. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully they do it. Uh, fucking the Nazi up in uh, New York, Governor Cuomo, is allowing uh, apparently Buffalo to have some fans in the stands uh, for their playoff run. So uh, I think Wisconsin needs to follow suit. Which he should, because because Buffalo is nothing like New York City. Exactly. I've well, been to Buffalo, but, you know, I've never been to New York City, but um, I can imagine the differences. Oh, uh, we just got a report real quick. This is going to be way off topic where we're at. Brown's training facility is closed again this morning as COVID issues and troubles mount in Cleveland. Well, that sucks. That sucks for their uh, little playoff run that they are trying to do. But uh, I'm so yeah. sick of COVID, bro. Everything revolves around this shit. I just want football and everything to be back to normal. Like, I really wish we could see, like, yeah, a packed too, house at Lambeau for our playoff run. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be badass. Like, hey, man, if the masks work, why don't we just do it? Exactly. Like, you know, I don't, that's what I don't get is, like, okay, well, hey, we, you know, obviously the vaccine isn't available to, like, the, the regular public. But, hey, even if you've gotten a vaccine, you still have to mask up. Like, but I can't, but I can't get COVID. I thought, okay. Oh, Hey, masks work, but like, you got to socially distance because like masks don't work. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, doesn't make sense. Okay. Like I'm no doctor, but this is fucking stupid. Oh uh, you know? yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to get into a doctor debate or a political yeah. or whatever you guys would consider yeah, it, I, but I, it's just, uh, it's, it's fucking beyond, beyond annoying, but we'll see. I mean, shit. If I get COVID, I get COVID. It's bound to happen at that point. There ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Apparently, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty surprised. Like I've had pretty much my entire family has gotten COVID. Um, knock on wood, my house has been safe, and yeah. I haven't like, I haven't, I don't like socially distance. I hug, I hug my family when I see them. You know. I still hang out. We have get-togethers all the time. We're having a party at my house tonight for New Year's. Like, um, you know, I like I don't give a shit about COVID, and we have not haven't had it. You know, again, knock on wood, because I'm not afraid of it. I don't want to deal with it. That's for sure. I don't want to get sick, or I don't want my kids to get sick. Whatever, because it sucks. But uh, you know, it's been pretty crazy. Like my parents both got it, and. Um, a bunch of my cousins have had it and stuff, and we've we found ways to to stay stay away from it. So yeah, no, like this second time around, this whole quote unquote second wave, um, a lot of people I know have gone at this time, and a lot of friends have gone it. And uh, I think there's only one friend that I know of that has gone it out of literally probably like forty to fifty people that I've known this time that has gone it. Uh, had it really bad. And it being really bad was being the flu bad, not like fucking dying bad. So I don't know. It's just hard to fucking put in perspective uh, when you don't, you see everything on the news making it seem like it's the end of the world. But in real reality, you've known so many people that have had it and it's not that bad. It just feels like, it just feels like we've been dealing with this for almost a year. And um, it like, we still know absolutely nothing about it yeah yeah it's the rules it's like the rules change every day it's like what what's this now like i remember i remember a time when when uh when they wanted everybody to wear masks and goggles because if you looked at each other too closely it could jump (laughs) from your eyeballs it was like what (laughs) oh man so you know i just uh anyways all right. Well, we <laughs> this has gone completely off the rails. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So, John, we'll talk to you later. Have a happy New Year, and uh, you know, go pack, go baby. Hey, to you as well. Happy New Year uh, to you and the fam, and go pack, go. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, we ask that you leave a review and tell someone about it. For more from us throughout the week, check us out on Twitter, 
at Dynasty underscore Island or on Patriot.com slash Fantasy Island Dynasty where you can leave us a buck a month if you so choose. You know, maybe every episode you hear you will think is better than the last one. Maybe you'd like to have some impact and really help an independent podcast get off its baby deer legs and become something great. And if that's the case, maybe you could decide to skip a coffee or maybe a soda and toss us three bucks, maybe five bucks a month. And we hope you will join us on this journey. This is the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, and we are out of time.